following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Star Show, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Yay, I'm going to turn that down a little bit. Oh, that's not me. Which one's me? Yeah, that's me. All righty. So what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. We're going to have a great show for you today. Before I get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do? It's so nice <laughs> to see you again. Last week, I was in drag. I had to act like a woman. I don't want to do that ever again in my life. I don't know how I did it for so many years working in nightclubs. Then again, I was young and I was pretty. Now I look like an old troll. You know, men are so lucky. We get old and we get better. Women get old and they paint more and they try to look young and they just don't. It's so sad how nature made uh, the male of all species prettier than the female. But that in all cases, because Angelina Jolie is beautiful. There we go. And we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Just wondering, how do you live daily with that cat? What up, fellas? What up, chat room? <laughs> yeah, you know, we go He's through cycles. He's a trip. I love him. That's Chip, great. Chip, Chip Coffey said to uh, Jimmy at the dinner table, he leaned forward over the table and said, where did you find him? <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. And Jimmy said, you know, in the uh, mall. I picked him up in a mall. You didn't pick me up. You tried to pick me up in the mall, and I told you to get lost. Anyway. Hey, hey Jimbo. Jimbo, yes. you're, I didn't even notice, but your mic's kind of overpowering Ron's. Maybe turn up Ron a little bit somewhere right. along the way. Just a tad bit, if you would. Thank you. He's a loud mouth. He's a little loud. Huh? Is that a little I'm, bit better? I'm, I'm soft-spoken. That might Is be that better. better? Yeah. I can turn me down a little. Is that better? Yeah. That's better. How's that, Chad? Sounds good. Okay, yeah, everybody. You. So we want to give a shout-out to everybody in the chat room. Welcome, everybody, in the chat room. Leslie Neverez, welcome back. We have Irish Ginger Deirdre, who is our Hollywood vixen. She'll be coming on at 4 o'clock. Carla Flora, David Harvey, who's our guest in a little while. Morley, there's a ton of people in there. Alexandra. Hey. What's up, everybody? we got a great show. And if you're tuning in now and you're hearing us and you don't see us, you can go to the ITV button at the top of your computer on top of the w4cy website click it and you can see us we're shouting and waving and ron's eating mike and ike i gotta tell you i love mike and ike's i mean i really shouldn't i'm trying to kick sugar because it's really not good for you everybody all the doctors say don't eat sugar it does all this stuff to you i don't think it's sugar ron whatever it is it could be like you know bird diarrhea i don't care it's delicious mike and ike do you ever eat mike and ike's chad the best poison i'm sure i have yeah they are good oh delicious poison (laughs) <laughs> Who's better, Mike or Ike? Oh, you eat them and you let me know. That's that's a Morley question, by the way. Oh, oh. boy, here we go. <laughs> Morley, what's up? 
thing is, <laughs> so, I'm all So we got a fun show for you guys today. We have singer-songwriter David J. Harvey. He's going to be Skyping in from England. And we've got Canadian uh, and American uh, comedian Kip Adota. I'm not sure how you, if it's Adota or Adada, but either way, he's been on. Adota, Adota. He's, been, he's, he's made over 1,700 TV appearances, and uh, he's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to have a really good time. Plus, we've got some awesome new music, and, and everything should be fun. Yes, and I got a very lovely gift from Jimmy. Jimmy got one for himself and one for me. And if you look, you can see them. They're these beautiful bracelets, and they're by Pandora. And they are like blue stones with stars in it and a box with two wedding rings. And then another thing. It's our, it's our wedding bracelets. Beautiful. All the stories. When we got married. And now I'm going to make room for a divorce. No, no. <laughs> for a divorce. That's not nice. Well, I just figured I'd do it as a joke. That's because I'm very tired. You, that? you know, I'm putting my Christmas tree up. I, I, I put it together yesterday and I bent the branches out. Tonight, Jimmy and I, after the show, we're going to put a fire on and continue decorating the tree. Reason being, I was presented with the script that I'm reading and subject to my approval, I will go to um, Europe to film a nice film. I'll let you know about it when the ink dries. We're working on it. And we may be out of the country for three months filming. Because now, like, I'm a star. You know, they have to, like, Ron Russell in, and then the, the little titles underneath. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I can do it, can I, Jeff? Anyway, we're working on all kinds of cool projects, and so we've got a whole bunch of them coming we up. We may be out of the country. And then I'm going to miss Christmas, which really kills me, because I love it. It's my favorite time of the year. So I said to Jimmy, let's do Christmas now. So we'll have a lot of it before Christmas comes. Just so everybody knows, too, it's not like we're going to go and film a movie and not be here. We'll still be we'll still be doing our show every week. Oh, yeah, we're so do you don't it. have to. You'll get to all the lowdown on all the cool stuff going on when once we get to announce some mm. of the projects we're working on. I'm going Christmas shopping in Paris. How do you like them apples? There you go. I went Christmas shopping yesterday, and and I don't know about you guys. How many people have iPods? I'm sure like everybody's got one because uh, iPods are totally like awesome. But I had one of the like first episode or i don't know what you call it which you had the little spin wheel chad do you have an ipod uh it's built into the iphones these days right okay yeah well i had an i i had the old-fashioned kind of ipod with a little spin wheel and so now i got an ipod touch and it is so awesome it's just like an iphone it does twitter facebook it does everything you can even download a phone app and use it as a phone so you don't even need a phone like i just couldn't even believe it so it's awesome we've come a long way excited we've definitely come a long way i have games and twitter and and all kinds of music and stuff. I'm like, so I'm happy again. And there's an app you can get, which is like a, a detector. There's an app for that. Yeah, you press a button, and wherever your partner is, automatically oh, the shit. camera goes on, and you could see where the partner is. There you go. His I also ideas. want to give I want to give a shout out into the chat room for the first time. We have Tom Battalotto. We're going to be playing a song later on today. Uh, he's from the Tom and Susie Show on Bad Tomato uh, FM Network, Bad Tomato Radio Network, and uh, they're one of our syndicators. And we've got a, he's got a, a new song that we're putting out um, for uh, suicide prevention, and it's going to be a really cool song. We're going to be playing it after our first guest, um, but we want to welcome him to the chat room. And I want to talk about my shirt. This is a Jimmy Star I'm wearing, very conservative. It's a beautiful, multicolor, rust, purple, brown stripe. And it has a little bit of ruffle. Can't, don't eat candy when you talk. You're I know, like, you're like just, I'm drooling. It's I, like it's disgusting. It's unbelievable, too. It's like, almost like you can't even talk. <laughs> I know, but I, I don't care. I'm addicted. Anyway, it's got little ruffling going down the front, and it's a beautiful shirt. Right now, Jimmy Star's got everything practically up on eBay. There's definitely a couple hundred pieces. And he's doing Christmas prices, and there's more to come. So if you're out shopping, shop online and buy a Jimmy Star. You can get gorgeous things 
cheaper than you would anything in the mall. So shop Jimmy Star on eBay. Go to jimmystarbrand.com. No, 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 no. No, not wrong. Go on eBay and just type in Jimmy Star Brand and hundreds oh. of things will come up. Okay, and then you could pick out. And they're all one like. of a kind. And I know everybody would love to wire one because they're so cool. I mean, everybody that's groovy, if you go on Facebook, you'll see Jimmy's got tons of pictures up with celebrities who are all where. Oh, even Dean, who owns our radio network, W4CY, he wrote on my Facebook yesterday, I'm wearing one. And you get so many compliments when you wear a Jimmy Star. That's right. And W4CY is going to have a new studio in Hollywood, California now. It's got different colors. I forgot what they are, but and once also, it gets up and running, we'll let you and, know. And one in Brussels that I think, what's the name? With it's Ginger called? Irish, yeah. With Ginger Irish. So good luck, Ginger Irish, with your new radio station. We're happy you're carrying us in Brussels. The only thing is we have to do it in French now, I believe. Parlez-vous français? Oui, oui. Je, je peux pas <laughs> Uh, Chad, uh, do you speak French? Oui, oui, monsieur. Yeah, we, oui, we. Oui. That's like, all I know. Oui, like going to the bathroom. <laughs> That's about it. So the big, big buzz today is Corey Feldman's book. No, we'll go back to that. Oh, we're going to go back to Yeah, because our first caller is going to call in in a couple minutes. Okay. We're going to play a song, and then David Harvey's going to be calling in, and I believe he's going to have a guest with him, uh, mm-hmm. one of his uh, music partners, Laura Kearns. And so what we're going to do is play a song first, and uh, what we're going to play is Adina Howard Switch, Chad. How about if you find Adina Howard Switch? Switch. The song's taken over the airwaves. It's by Adina Howard. It's out on Monarchy Records. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, all the digital download sites right now. And it's selling like wildfire. There you go, everybody. So get it. Download it. Get it. Here it is, Adina Howard Switch.
Jazz Switch by Adina Howard. It's out now on Monarchy Records on all the digital download sites worldwide. You can get it. That is one great song. And she's actually playing a show in England in, uh, in like 10 days or something in England, eight mm-hmm. days. And it's going to be the rage in, in England. Absolutely. And she's fabulous. Absolutely. And we had her on the show a couple weeks ago. We had a blast. I loved it. She was a lot of fun. She's a cool kid. Absolutely. So now I think uh, David Harvey's going to be calling in, and I don't know Did if he can hear me. What? That I was a virgin and David Harvey was my first. Oh, yeah? He was your first what? When I came on this I show. I think he was. The first day you were on the show, he was our guest. I was a virgin to radio, and David came on, and he was my first my first man on a radio show when I was a virgin. You have to quit chewing, though, when you're like talking. I mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> my mother would have a fit. When I chewed gum, she used to put a hand out and say, spit it out, spit it out. She hated anybody that chewed gum. And it's not even gum that you're chewing. No, it's Mike and Ike's. It's Mike and Ike's. What was that? Oh, anyway, I heard a weird noise. Okay. Or that or just... You got a call, fellas. Yeah, I think the chair might be the dog growling. Hello. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we got David Harvey. Hello, David J. Harvey. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Ron. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How's it feel being the first man to have me when I was a virgin on the show? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, we, hey, hang on, hang on. We got. Oh wait, introduce us to Laura, and then we're going to introduce yeah. you guys to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is Laura, um, and Laura is my um, co-songwriting um, partner and um, general partner in crime. And lots uh, of crime. She does lots of crime. Oh yeah. She's she's pretty mad. So you're gonna you're gonna have a blast with her. Okay, and how do we pronounce Laura's last name? I don't even know. It's Kearns? Um, I'm, not, I'm still not sure how to pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I call her Kearns, but she, goes, she does go under. She's Laura. The... Screw it. She... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Laura. That's fine. Or, or, uh, my um, Facebook name is Sapphire Sanchez. Okay, so we're just going to go with Laura. So everybody, yeah. David yeah. J. Harvey and Laura to the Jimmy Star Show. And for those yeah. listening in, we are Skyping with David. No, and... We're not, though. They're not doing video, though. They're, they're not just doing, doing video. Oh, can you not? Can you not see us? You should be able to see us because we put. No, I'm not seeing. I'm seeing a still of David. I actually had to send you a, like an upgrade thing. Skype notified me that you weren't needed to be upgraded, so I sent you something. Skype. That's oh. why. That's why they. I can of, see you, David. I can see you because there's a picture well, of you and your with your like little beard, yeah, and so we picture. know what you look like. But we can't see Laura. Oh, <laughs> oh no, that's that's um, oh, that's a shame because we. I, as far as I was aware, we got the latest kind of uh, version of it. So we'll see ah. whatever, see whatever the notification is, then maybe try to activate video. I cut us off. You need to get the latest. When I was in drag, how dare they? <laughs> oh, we oh had well. Skype five point zero or Something higher. Like that, yeah. I'm going to see if there's another carrier. Get rid of Skype. Screw them. Anyway, talk bad about yeah, it. Hang on, hang on. So, Laura, Laura, since you've never been on the show before, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ron. And then we've got uh, the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. David, welcome back. Laura, how how you doing? Hey, Chad. Hi, Chad. How you doing? I'm gutted that the webcam's not working because uh, we really thought we had the, be- uh, the, the most up-to-date version of and it. We're, so- and we're dressed 
in period costume. We, we oh, look like, no. Yeah, we look like TV Skype presenters. Everybody, don't join Skype. Join something. Well, you don't have anything else. <laughs> is, is there any way that we can, like, adjust it? You might, be, you might be able to jump off the line for a second and uh, upgrade That's it. That's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't Skype take the minutes. You know what? Hop off of it and see if you can update it quickest and, and then just call us back and we'll, like, we'll just talk about something for a minute. And then hit, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Hit yeah, call with, make sure you yeah, hit call with go. video after you update it. I got a notification. Hey, listen, okay. guys. Jimmy right, and I okay, ciao. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Jimmy and I may be in London in a couple of weeks. Oh, don't tell them that because they're not on the air anymore. They just oh. hung up. They're going to try and do Skype. Oh, I like talking to myself. I do that a lot with you. <laughs> <laughs> Living with Jimmy, I find I talk to myself a great deal. He's always on the phone or doing some kind of work with his 9,000 businesses. And I tell him a whole story. And he turns around and says to me, what was that again? I, I think that's funny. <laughs> Everybody, I too. I think it's just funny. So now you can uh, – well, I don't know how much time we're going to actually have before they get the call back again, but um, I'm what? Uh, I was going to tell them that we went and saw a really good movie the other oh, day. Oh, what a movie. I loved it. We went and saw The Last Vegas Last with Michael Douglas, Vegas. Jo- Morgan Freeman, Robert De Niro, and Kevin Klein, and it was awesome. The Last Vegas? They did a man movie. You know, they always do the women movies for the older broads, yeah. like the Bette Midler films. And Whoopi Goldberg. Well, these guys are absolutely fabulous, fabulous actors to begin with. The script was so well well written. The jokes were where they should be. It was funny. It was warm. It was loving. It was cute. Had great music in it. Great acting. I'm not finished. Beautifully filmed. No bouncing camera and no one-second shots. They held the camera so you could enjoy the beautiful scenery and the characters working. The music was good. I loved the film. I will see it again when it comes on Netflix. I enjoyed it. Take yourself out. Give yourself a treat. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. It, it had such great cultural references. Um, great. It was really, really funny. We had a really good time. Chad, you'd like it. It was very, very funny. And, and you don't have to be an old bag to go and see it because even young people were in the audience <laughs> laughing and enjoying it. It's just a good piece of writing for a change. Yeah, it was really good. And the, the, and the people in it were good. The people in it are just such good actors. Oh, and, and Mary Steenburgen was fabulous. Everybody was great. The cast was beautifully casted. It was a piece of magic. Everybody worked together. It meshed. It blended. It was good. It was great film. Where are our guests? They're all dressed up. As, what are they dressed up? Well, they're up like uh, update Skype. That probably takes a few minutes. Like, poly, like poppycock? I don't know. I don't know what they are because I didn't see it. Yeah, we had Poppycock <laughs> on uh, last week or the week before. It was so much fun. That was last week. He's fun. No, that was two oh, weeks so. ago. Did you know somebody's. All right, we got another shot at it here. Hopefully, Uh-oh, this here we works. Up, oh, I can see David Harvey, but yeah. I don't see the picture. I don't Skype, think it works. Skype is not doing it for us. They're not nice. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hey. hey. Can you see us now? Something's oh, wait, coming maybe up. Some, maybe something's happening, so we're not sure. Something we're getting like one of those like, things where. There oh, we go. There we go. Hey. Look, you're in drag. She's oh, in look, drag. Laura, you look kind of like Anne Hathaway. No, she looks like David. <laughs> she's, she's very beautiful. She gets a lot of admirers. I love her. She's in drag. Are you a gay woman? No. They're stalkers, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am in drag, yeah. She's a gay woman. I have a, a femme that would love to go out with you. She's so pretty. She'd go crazy over you. Look, look at, at you guys. You. you look awesome. So now can you see us? We're waving. See you. Look fantastic. You. We we just want to say congratulations on your wedding. You're a beautiful couple, and um, thank you, thank you. That's so sweet of you. Remember, to be there. And, uh, happy, happy. Oh my gosh! So now, where? Tell us where you guys are. Well, we're um we're in my um spare room in my house. We're about um 
30 miles from London. The, the wind is howling outside. It's, um, it's raining and it's just generally really cold. And, not, and we're not, drinking oh. mulled wine. <laughs> just making me want to go to London, England, England actually more. You know, Jimmy and I will be there in a couple of weeks uh, oh, for really? a great deal. Well, we'll be there filming a film that I'm in for a long time, uh, oh. for about three months. So we should be, definitely see you guys. We'd love to meet you. Definitely. Absolutely. But now with the wind and the rain and this freezing howling, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll dump that script. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why couldn't they shoot that film in Italy? I don't know, because we're going to England anyway. Or don't worry Spain, about it. where it's warm. Anyway, we're not really supposed to talk about it, so let's just no, drop it. No, my script. I could talk about my... <laughs> I, I get many scripts. I don't just do them all because... I don't want to, you know, make a jerk of myself and some of the crap they send me. There you go. I mean, some of the scripts I get are just jokeable. They're okay, we're not talking kids. about your scripts. We're no, talking about them. Oh, we're gonna, we're <laughs> They're gonna, the guests. I'm segueing into them. I'm, I'm, let me segue, Jim. You okay. I do think, Laura, you look like Anne Hathaway. So do the people in the chat room. Do you know who Anne Hathaway is? She's like the famous actress who was in Brokeback Mountain. And I don't she know. She just got Academy an Academy Award. Award. Anyway, it's a compliment, so like, go f- just she be happy. She was in the film with, with what's her name? She plays Catwoman in the last Batman movie. And she was in Prada, Devil Wears Prada. And she was in the Devil Wears Prada. Anyway, you look a lot like her from far away. <laughs> so, David, what's going on with you? I need gossip. Thank you very, very much. David, You're welcome. I need dirt. What's going on? Got anybody in your life? Are you in love? You're looking to get married yourself? He's married and he has a kid. So, what does that got to do with it? <laughs> Well, I'm not married. I've, I've I've got my um I've got my three year old daughter, but my ex um she she left me like pretty much before my daughter was born. So this is a really good opportunity to have a moan about her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now you're a single dad looking for a bride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I, I guess so. You know, I mean, um, my life's pr- pretty hectic. I I work. I mean, I I don't know how much you know, how much I've told you. I mean, I, I work in a school actually with. Um, special needs um oh cool that's yeah and I've done that for about six years and um it's it's a hard life because you have to kind of juggle that um you know juggle being an artist and um juggle being a father as well so you know there's 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 a lot to do but it's kind of a it's kind of a challenge but um a a nice challenge so i think if I, i know that well i raised two daughters myself uh my one was seven the other one was 14 so, it, matter of fact, my daughter Deirdre, who'll be on the show later, she's a weekly regular now. It's not easy a balancing your life, but it does pass, and the children love you for it, and they're dedicated to you forever for not being the parent that abandoned them. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. So let's go into a little bit. Okay, so you guys like work together. Like, tell us what you guys do together. I want. We're going to actually play a song in a minute, and that way people can kind of hear it. But like, tell us a little bit of the lowdown on the two of you. Okay, well, um, any uh, sex? <laughs> she's pretty. She's beautiful. Look at her face. She's a beautiful girl. <laughs> what, 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 what are you looking for? Look what you got next to you, David. Are you dumb or what? Look what you got next to you. Put a dress on her. She'd be fabulous. <laughs> get, get her out of drag. She's probably drop dead hot and gorgeous. Um, at, at the moment, it's kind of mainly mainly music. Um, and what happened was, I wanted to redo the original Cinderella album that I recorded, um, and I wanted to do it with a band. So I, I got in touch with Laura. I've known her for about eight years, and um, I just asked her if she'd be interested in doing the vocals on it and some piano, and, and got a few other friends to um, work on it. And we just kind of, you know, hit it off, and the album came out really well. Um, obviously, we wrote the tracks um 
fingers crossed, hopefully, uh, to be included in uh, C.K. Gray's film, uh, fingers crossed. Um, and we're just generally writing and working on the album. It's, uh, it's a very busy, busy time because we're trying to get the second album done. Uh, right. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how, we, how we've known each other. We've probably known each other about... about eight, we're just discussing this. Probably about eight years, I think. Yeah, that's fast. But we don't, know, we don't know how we met. That's, <laughs> that's, we've got no idea how we know each other, but we've known each other for about eight years and, you know, everything... Well, that could be magic. Now, Laura, are you drinking that wonderful beer that I intend to drink when I get there? I saw you drinking dark brown stuff. No, nope. oh, Guinness. She told us what it was. What, what, what are you drinking? Guinness. Yes. Say it again. It's mulled wine. It's a traditional, um, I suppose, mold even wine. Mulled wine? Mulled. Yeah. The rain and the snow and the freezing and the mulled wine doesn't make me want to go. <laughs> no, I love the darkest one. Um, what is that really dark, sweet, thick beer? I forgot. Um, there is many kinds. Um, it's ale. We have a lot of ale. No. <laughs> I used to drink it with my friend James Jessup, who lives in England. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was delicious beer. Two glasses, you on your ass. All right, well. Oh, you're drinking wine. Mold oh. wine. Mold wine. That's mold, it. not mold. Mold. I heard mold, but I thought mold. <laughs> it's not mold, mold, though. I thought mold. Well, wine is mold. It's loads of spices in it. Um, now, listen, Laura, cut the crap with the beer. Listen, <laughs> with the wine. What do you, how do you feel about David? He's cute. <laughs> Oh, David, my buddy David. Yeah, he's kind of cute. What do you think? Do you like him? I think I think Laura's Laura's taken, and then I'm um, I'm taken twice. She's got she's got loads of admirers. She's got like a zillion Facebook friends, and um, but they're not going to marry her. She only needs one. She does only need one. I mean, (laughs) and you're the one. You're next to her. You're so cute. You look good together. I would love to see her in a dress with a push-up bra. Everybody's talking about how we're matchmaking. (laughs) I Instead love of it. in a tie, she looks like like a guy. Anyway, uh, open the blouse, take the tie off, show, open some buttons, show some decolletage. <laughs> um, David, if I were you, I I throw a net over her. She's as cute as hell. She's a beautiful girl. Oh, She's thanks. a redhead too. Oh, it's this is a ribbon. Oh, it's Laura, a ribbon. Lose the ribbon. Open three buttons. You'll see how fast they'll marry. Easy, girl. <laughs> easy. There ain't nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, always, you guys. I always drive David crazy, even the last time. I love him. He's a sweetie guy because he's a sport, and I love a sport. No, I love it. So I've got, I've got two songs. I have more than this, and I got you high. First of all, did Laura work on both of them with you? She certainly did, and um, the vocals that she, she did on them were absolutely fantastic. Um, oh. I think we particularly liked um, I Got You High because it's just kind of weird and british and um i think um, more than this is probably a bit more upbeat slightly more poppy um so yeah i mean i think everything that laura did on the album is is just beautiful thank you so um, here's what we're gonna do though then we're gonna to play it. it we're gonna play it laura you're gonna introduce it chad you're gonna play i got you high you got that one ready ready all right all right laura you get to introduce it for everybody and then you stay on the line we're gonna play it for everybody and then we're gonna come back and talk okay Hello listeners, this is I Got Too High by David Harvey. Sounds great.
caution proceeds Something unreal Treading the dust And fighting the steel But a story never ever concludes Until the last page Of a tale that was woe And a love that was staged But I had a name you had the time of your life While I tried so hard to straighten things out But I had emotions You drowned them in oceans You drowned them in oceans When for you I had the time Now I got you high while the world got so low Now I think the difference Is starting to show Now you never ever want to go there To a world that doesn't work She's fighting a loving, yeah And it's starting to hurt Now her love is starting
You're running so fast and I'm walking so slow now, now, nothing now. You stand your ground and I run for cover. Yeah, the notion was raised. You're an enemy and not a lover. I don't know where I should go. You're running so fast. Walking so Did I get it right? Is that the end, David? Nod. <laughs> we got so excited by the song, we couldn't wait to open our big traps. Listen, David, this, I want Morley. Morley's in the chat room. No, he's not there anymore. Well, we'll get Morley later. You know, we have a production company called um, Show and Tell, and we're always looking for music to put into films. This, this piece would be a fabulous, fabulous piece of music to put into a film. It's could, very good, you guys. I could see a girl and a guy walking through the fields with you singing this song, and the romance begins. It's, it's a wonderful song. And let me tell you something, buddy. You can sing. For a change, there's somebody that has a friggin' voice around here. She is I mean, well. some, some of the people out there today, you wonder, they do that, that like that, what's his name? I can't stand him. Rod Stewart, that crappy voice of his. All, <laughs> his, all his life, he's been <laughs> screeching and scratching. Ow, ow, ow. And then he had the nerve to do that ballad album where he was singing the love songs of my day that Perry Como did, Frank Sinatra did, you know, Tony Bennett did. And he comes out with that foggy, whoa, going through nine million pieces of equipment to sound like he's croaking. It's so nice to hear a clean voice that holds a note, that can move a note, that modulates, that sings. I, I, I told you this the last time you were on, so I'm not going to be redundant. It's fantastic, everybody, and it's it's. Uh, and if you want to find out more about David Harvey, you can go to davidjharveymusic.com. I think the thing is awesome. Good song. I also good think because uh, because I I don't know if you still get compared to, but in, in my head I compare you a lot to James Blunt, who I think is like one of the greatest you know singers of this century. Like he is so freaking awesome. And he has a new album that just came out the other, like recently, and it's really, really good. And and Ooh. I think that you need to get the recognition like he's getting because like you're equally as good, if not better. Laura, I'm falling apart from age, so I don't remember. Did you say that you helped write this with him? Well, um, I, I I wrote the song. I mean, it, there was a couple of versions of it, but um, we we completely just reworked the whole arrangement. Yeah, and it was great more lyrics, great loving lyrics, beautiful lyrics, romantic lyrics. That was a really good moan about my ex, actually. Um, so why don't you take Laura to dinner and sing the song to her on the way home? <laughs> <laughs> we had a kebab about a week, a few weeks ago. We went to a Greek restaurant. It's a start. That's as romantic as we get. Like, stuffing, no, um, just play it on the radio. Put it on your car radio and play and say, Laura, this is dedicated to you. And then she'll <laughs> fall with you. There you go. And Laura, how long is your hair? Because now we see that you've got a big old bun on the back of your head. It's, well, it's, it's, it's not mine. <laughs> I'm trying to get it to take down. <laughs> She's dragging. But I'd love to see you with your hair down in a pretty dress. I think you'd be absolutely the hottest thing in London. 
Absolutely. You're gorgeous. You're very beautiful. He's a fool if he doesn't marry you or go after you or try to get you. He's a fool. I'm telling you, David, you're a fool. One more time. I've always been called a fool. I don't think anything's going to change for a while yet. That's <laughs> no, she's lo- you got nice teeth, David. I'm having my teeth worked on, you know. That's why I don't smile. I have to, because when you get old, your teeth wear out and they, they crack. And they you don't have to like, tell people all like these things. So I'm having my teeth done, and I'm going to have gorgeous teeth. And when I do, I'm going to walk around just with a big old smile. Like just you like have. you, David. That beautiful <laughs> smile that you have. You have great teeth. Are they yours? They are, fortunately. Oh, still, they don't I, come out. I, so I, great. Mine are going to be mine also. They're not going to be false teeth. They're going to be uh, veneers. I'm getting veneers. So, Laura, are you on Twitter? Because I don't, I don't know if I follow you on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I am. What's your Twitter handle? Um, that's my Sapphire Sanchez. Is that right? How do you spell Sapphire Sanchez? It's S-A-F-F. I R E and then Sanchez. Yeah, I put it okay. on the chat room actually. Yeah, I've just yeah. yeah, I've just done that. Okay, good. So we're gonna like follow. I'm gonna follow you on Twitter. Um, you guys, David Harvey is at David J Harvey, right on Twitter? Uh, no, it's David Harvey one nine two. Oh, David Harvey one nine two. I just hit David and it pops up every time. So like I don't know. So it's at David Harvey one nine two. His uh his website is David J Harvey Music dot com. What about Facebook? Um, uh, Facebook.com um, David J. Harvey Music I, th- I think is the music page just wrote something on my page There you go, that works If you want to be, be my friend uh, on there uh, then just add me I think it's David Harvey 193 I just got this thing about 192 and 193 so I've, I've just put that on there um, so you can add me as a friend on there or um, follow my music page or um, well, I'm your friend because you sent me a notice today saying that you were going to be on the show. Uh, the, and you know what he said, Laura? Listen to this, the little devil. He's a sneaky. Watch out for him. He said, <laughs> and I have a very beautiful person coming on with me. I swear to God, he said that yeah, on my no. Facebook page. I saw it. <laughs> he, said, he said, and I have a very beautiful, beautiful, uh, I guess he said. That's going to class it up. He said it was going to yeah, class it up. Who's going to class it up? All right. He was right. Laura, if I were you, I'd go ring hunting. <laughs> ring hunting. I'm already married to a girl in Australia. Harrods. Go to Harrods. Harrods. Go to Harrods. Go to the jewelry department. Pick out four carrots. Charge it to him. Get engaged. You'll be happy. Well, love it. You he's making love all it. the money with his music. He's such a successful songstress. And she's working with him, so like she right. gets a cut. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Make it a five carat if you're working with him. Also, I think we should give a shout out while we have you guys on because you have some other people that you're working with. You have a Matt and a Dan, so we want to just give a shout out to uh, Matt Wilkinson and Dan Hewitt, uh, part of the David J. Harvey music team. And we don't want to leave anybody out, so uh, give them a quick shout out. And also, like, if you guys go to davidjharveymusic.com, he's got a free download for Turn My Love Around, which is another one of his songs. And there's a discount if you want to download the first Cinderella album. And I guess the second Cinderella album's coming out soon, like the revamped version, right? Are we going to play his other song now? We've, um, we've just held it back a little bit because obviously there's been a few um, film projects that we're not sure if they're going to happen or um, we're still kind of being held to sort of a little bit of secrecy. Um, so we, we've decided just to delay the release of the album a little bit because um, we'd like to release it if these films kind of happen. Um, Which one of them is Quigley, right? Aren't you doing the song for Quigley? 
Yeah, we're doing. Yeah, we've been speaking to Bill Hillman, and um, he's such a lovely guy. We're we're, we're really rooting for him, and um, I've had a few conversations with him about. Um, uh, Laura and I are doing a song each, actually, for the for the movie. Um, so we're we're currently in the in the demo process, and um, we've we've just tried to put as many contacts his way because I know they've got their um, Kickstarter campaign, and you know the original film was was great. It sold millions, didn't it, in Walmart? Um, yes, your three, a little over three million copies. Did yeah. you know Jimmy plays an angel in it? Yeah, I'm playing an angel in that film. What bad uh-huh. casting. I'm bad playing casting. an angel in the film, and I'm also going to be doing the costume design for the dogs. And everybody, it's, uh, they're still, we still got two weeks left in our campaign. You can go to kickstarter.com, Quigley's Christmas Adventure, and play, uh, donate. Are you, are you playing a gay angel or a straight no, angel? I'm playing a straight angel. Uh, how sad is that? You'd <laughs> <laughs> be much better at it as a gay angel. But everybody, please follow Quigley, Quigley Movie on Twitter and donate. Even You can donate as low as $5. It's kickstarter.com, Quigley's Christmas Adventure. And and I think it's awesome that you guys are going to be involved with it. And and I don't know if the Kickstarter thing is going to make it through or not. But if it's not, it'll get revamped. The movie will get made. It'll just might take a little bit longer than than we had hoped. Like all all good films, sometimes the, there's glitches. The number, uh, David, the number that we have of yours, we can call you when we get to England after a period of time. And you and Laura meet us in a pub, and we'll get sloshed. <laughs> Well, Laura's in London all the time, and I'm only 30 miles away, so we can come and see you. Where are you 13 hours away? That's like Ireland. (laughs) No, 30 minutes. Oh, 30 minutes. I think it's 30 miles, yeah. No, my good friend James Jessup, he lives up in Lancashire. Lancashire? Sure. Up north, yeah. All the way up north. It's beautiful up there. I stayed at his gorgeous home. He's on 350 acres, and I threw the windows open in the morning, and I died all the sheep were out there. Did you ever smell sheep? 300, 400 sheep. Oh, yes. The stench came in. It was in my sheets, in my clothes, in the curtains. I was I'll looking for Fabrice. Sheep, sheeps don't smell good when they make poop. <laughs> sheep, sheep poop is horrible. And then we went down in the morning, and he drove me to see the property, and he was running them over, and he cursed them out. The goddamn sheep. I hate them. I'm going to kill them all. I'm going to kill them. And he was trying to run his own sheep over. <laughs> they treat those sheeps badly, but I can understand why they do stink. I mean, this. Also, though, too, then before we go, we need you guys give a shout out to, to Ginger Irish. I don't know if we said, did you guys? Did we tell we told you guys to give a shout out to the chat room earlier, right? But give a specific oh, shout out to Ginger Irish. Hi, Ginger. Hi, Ginger. Um, big, a big thank you. I, you know what? I never thank her enough for all the hard work she does on every single show, and she's always um, promoting the music. Um, Absolutely, she's fantastic. We like love her, and she's a big fan of you guys because she's got great taste in music, and just like we do. And uh, we oh, want to yeah. thank you guys for coming oh, on this oh, show. Oh, oh. I'll give no. him a little more. This is sweet. You can't, we have to rush you off. <laughs> anyway, we'll meet you at the Queen's Head. Was it the King's Head? The gay bar in in London, the Queen's Head, right? <laughs> no, it's I've been there. It's fabulous. <laughs> The Queen Vic from East End. We have, we have to go to Soho. We have to go Soho. to Soho. Okay, we're going to go to Soho. I'm drinking a lot of that brown beer. And just don't tell my listeners that I got drunk and puked all over. <laughs> the gay capital of, of London have to go to Soho. We're going to party, 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 Laura, all over Soho. We're going to paint it red. JoJo's, baby. Oh, there you go. So we want to thank you guys for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Keep, we'll keep posting since I'm involved in a lot of the projects that your uh, music may be getting in, uh, in some of them at least. Uh, we'll, we'll keep everybody posted, and we'll bring you back when we got more big announcements to play. How's that? And, and if you two should get married, I may just fly over for that wedding. <laughs> <laughs>
You're so cute together. You're adorable, the both of you. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Bye, guys. Hugs Bye. And, hugs and kisses to you both. Bye, fellas and girls. Bye. They're fantastic. They are so sweet. I love They're them. They're super talented. Everybody, too. Everybody, like, too. loved it. Chad, you like the? You like he's got a great voice, doesn't he? That was good stuff. Voice. I liked it. It was a little uh, from the old days and a little modern. It was, uh, yeah, he's good. It was good. Listening music. You know, not that crap, though. You got to get a headache. Just listening music, lay back. You know, some people smoke pot, smoke your joint, lay back, listen in. It's cool music. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something that we've never actually done on the Jimmy Star show before. So this is something new. What are we doing? And uh, we're going to do a memorial song. Yes, oh, we are. Yes, yes, we are. Oh, yes. Let me do the introduction. And I want to talk about it. So everybody, uh, the Jimmy Star Show, as you guys know, we're also played on Bad Tomato Radio Network, and that's on Thursday afternoons. And the owners of the network uh, are Tom and Susie, and they have their own show called the Tom and Susie Show. Very, very, very uh, great show, great network. We're privileged to be a part of it. And um, they've actually got a new song out, and the name of the song is Hunger Strike. It's a remake, um, and the band is Nikki's Heart. And basically... Uh, this is in memory of Nicole Marie McCarty. That's Tom and Susie's daughter from the Tom and Susie show. And uh, she committed suicide two days after her 16th birthday in 2005. I'm getting all choked up. Yeah, me too. And, uh, and so they did this song to raise money. And uh, it's, it's released on all the digital download sites right now. It it's, uh, will be on iTunes today or tomorrow. But it's on Amazon, Spotify, everything else. The name of the song is called Hunger Strike. Um, and... And basically, 100% of the proceeds from this song are going to go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in Nicole's name. You can bury a mother, you can bury a father, I guess a brother or a sister, but you cannot bury a child. That has got to... Oh, I'm cry. I know, it's terrible, you guys. Um, Excuse me for doing this. I, I never... I'm too professional to do this. Hang on a minute. Let me pull myself together. So basically, let me. And while we're doing that, we're going to give you guys some information. This is a really uh, cool project, you guys. The band Nikki's Heart. Uh, it actually is composed of a bunch of different musicians, and um, I'm just going to name out who they are. They have Pete Evick, who's the guitarist for Brett Michaels' band. Um, Todd Wright, who's the guitarist for the Eccentrics, and he's also a songwriter for a bunch of different artists, including Celine Dion. We have Jeff Brassfield, who's the guitarist for Cage and Thicker Than Water. We have Kara Davis, who's a vocalist and guitarist for The Fuzz. We have Matt Davis, who's a vocalist and guitarist for Evic. We have Tom Badalato, who has the, is from the Tom and Susie show. He wrote the song. He does piano and keyboards. And we have Rhiannon Werkheiser, who's a singer. Um, for Here's to Us, we have David Bain, who's a singer. Susan Battalato, who's Tom's wife. She's a voiceover artist, and she does the intro. Um, Lisa Brassfield, who's a singer. Steve Solinsky, who's bass and vocals for Thicker Than Water. And Billy Duncan, the guitarist for Story for Hire and the bassist for the Trey Schneider Band. And Jeff Mortimer, drums from, from the Trey Schneider Band. All these people donated their time and energy to put this single together. Like I said, 100% of the proceeds from this song go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention prevention in nicole's name um and so we're going to play this song we want everybody to hear it it's a really really uh, okay, amazing thing go ahead complete what i was saying uh the hardest thing to be, ever be would be to bury a child yet so many children are being buried across the world because of bullying because of not accept being accepted in the crowd sometimes they're gay kids that are made fun of and hurt so stop the bullying number one and number two please support this wonderful um organization and what they do so children children and suicide is just not acceptable and we don't need it if we're all kind to these children they won't do it 
They're escaping the mean, ugly world. Don't make it a mean, ugly world, everybody. If you see a child in need, hug them. All right, I'm going to go. Hold them and kiss them and tell them you love them, and they won't do that. So again, you guys, the name of the band is Nikki's Heart. It's a put-together band of great musicians. Um, the name of their song is Hunger Strike. It's a remake. It's in memory of Nicole Marie McCarty, who is Tom and Susie from the Tom and Susie Show's daughter. Um, we really love it if everybody would support uh, this song, and uh, we're going to play it for everybody right now. Hope you like it. Um, we love it. We think it's fantastic, and it's going for a great cause. Hit it, Nikki, Chad. this one's for you. Don't mind stealing bread from the mouths of decadence. But I can't feed on the powerless when my cup's already overfilled. But it's on the table, the fire's cooking And the farming babies while slaves are working The blood is on the table, the mouths are all choking But I'm going hungry
And that's Hunger Strike by Nikki's Heart. And you guys, that that was originally uh, a song was originally written by Chris Cornell from Tem- uh, by in the from the group Temple of the Dog. It was like number four, I think, on the Billboard Rock Charts. It's a really great song, a really great cause. So everybody, uh, please buy it. All the proceeds go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in Nicole's name. And we appreciate your support. And congratulations to Tom and everybody involved with the project for doing such a great project. It's so wonderful when a group of people come together for the same reason. So come on and join in with us, and you'll be a part of that same reason. It's a wonderful cause. Sorry I broke up, folks. I'm way too professional for that. But when it comes to kids, I lose it completely. Kids and dogs, I lose it. Absolutely. I hear a hum. Do you hear a hum? I hear a hum, too. I thought it was us, but it's not. Um, Chad, where are Yeah, I hear it. I think it's on your side. I don't think it's us. Oh, okay. Well, nothing was done here that would hum. Um, Oh, well. (laughs) As long as nobody else hears it, I'm not worried about it. Um, Also, Ken Pettigrew's in the chat room if they hear it. Uh, uh, Ken Pettigrew's in the chat room too. We want to give a shout out to Ken Pettigrew. Well, I got to sing a little song to Ken. Okay. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. Congratulations, Ken, and that poor woman you married. That poor thing. She didn't have time to get away from you. The poor thing. <laughs> Kenny, happy wedding to you. Another one that bit the dust. Ken Pettigrew got married. Pedigree. 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 <laughs> I always call him Pedigree because yeah. he's Pedigree stuff. Anyway, Kenny, how's married life? You're getting, now you're getting it on a regular basis. You don't have to pay anymore, huh? <laughs> and you guys, Ken Pettigrew's from the Ken Pettigrew Show, Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Pacific time, KenPettigrew.com. I wish you the best of luck to both of you, and you should always be as happy as this guy next to me and I are. There we go. Absolutely. What's that hum? It's making um, me nuts. Take off your headphones see if you hear it in the room. No. No? no. Something on the system, huh? Not in the studio. Yeah, I don't know what that is. We'll have to find out anyway. Oh, there you go. What was that? I turned it off just to see if I could like get it going, but now, it didn't work. I still hear it. Uh-huh. If they, hear it. they don't hear it. Oh, good. All right, we're there. not going to worry about it. We can live with it for today. So, um, in a few minutes, we're going to be bringing on Deirdre Serego, and uh, I'm glad everybody doesn't hear it in the chat room. Thank you. Um, and... We're bringing on our our our, our uh, Hollywood vixen in a few minutes. That crazy girl, she's like crazy like I am. I don't know how the two of us on this show are going to fare, one nuttier than the other. And then we're going to have Kip Adota coming on in a minute, and uh, and it should be all good. And so yeah. what we're going to do? You know then, what I feel like I have that thing that people get in their ear where it buzzes. What's that called? That illness when your ear rings. Except for that, it's ringing in mine too, so it doesn't know, make any difference. I know, but it's horrible. I can't work with that stupid thing ringing. You'll have in my to get ear. used to it. Here, I can turn your your earphones off. Anyway, no, don't turn them what on. we're gonna do, you guys, we're gonna play with we're gonna play with it for a minute. And while we're playing with it, we're gonna play International Novus Photogenic for everybody. Oh, no, I'm that just doesn't to sound right. <laughs> so this is International Novus Photogenic. Uh, it's, a, it's an awesome, awesome song. The whole album, Point of No Return, available on Monarchy Records. Uh, and we're going to hit it right now. Go ahead, Chad. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. Take a photo and bend it over, shorty. Damn, that's a photo. 
go, 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 go down And put it on the shorty, slow down <laughs> I put it down for the night But she can get it anytime, hit it on sight <laughs> And baby girl, I'm your photographer Only time she's good when I'm up inside of her <laughs> I think this girl, she's the right one Mrs. Photogenic, hold it down with the nice huh? So that's for International Nova's Photogenic. The name of the album is Point of No Return. It's available in all stores now. And, uh, Chad, do you hear the buzzing now? Yeah, it almost sounds like, uh, <clears throat> kind of like electrical, like a. Yeah, it sounds like somebody's like, uh, make sure, make, make it sounds like somebody's vacuuming or something. <laughs> make sure that your, uh, your sound effects are all the way down, maybe on your board, on your mixer board. Okay. Make sure there's like no sound effects up at all. Oh, nothing. There's none. We never touched anything. It was the way it was originally set up. Yeah, we never touched anything, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is strange. We have a buzz. Hey, it's Deidre Schrego. We Hi, have everybody. a buzz. We have a buzz. I know what And you need to back up that camera. She knows what oh, it we is. Gotta, we'll just move over. We'll there you over. go. Squeeze in together. Now you have to move back have over. To find the off switch. That's okay. We're moving back over again because we had to move to make it look Photo better. There we go. Moving on over. Hey, so... um. So I'm not sure though. Like I was, you think it could be our Skype connection? It's not as bad as probably you hear it. 
Do you, really do you think, though, that if uh, if we, like, hung up and, like, called you back again, it would be better? You can try. You can play another song and uh, try to resolve that. You never yeah, played that other song that. either. Whatever happened to more than this? What, uh, well, we didn't play it, but you you could play it now. All right. So, uh, All right, everybody. We're, we're going to try and work out a little technical difficulty. As we're doing this, we're going to play David J. Harvey's More Than This. So here it is. Enjoy. Breaking the words when we met But you string along, yeah You sing na 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 yeah And I'm not alone But you walk so fast and talk so pretty I got lost in your mad city But I don't care But you're not alone Walk so fast and talk so pretty I got lost in your mad city But I don't care Cause you're not alone Cause I ain't never wanted Anything more than this She loves you Please Sourcing your soul for the potion But your well went dry Each time I tried But you say I'm the one out of motion But you walk so fast and talk so pretty I got lost in your mad city But I don't care But you're not alone Walk so fast and talk so pretty I got lost in your mad city But I don't care But you're not alone Cause I ain't never wanted
Madness by David J. Harvey, who we just had on the show a minute ago. Chad, I don't think we can fix it. We don't know what it is. Right there. Stops. Yeah, it stops, stops and go, goes on and goes off. It's not that bad, so you can do the show. Yeah, it is. Unmute her mic. Make it low. Uh, maybe that was what would you do? Maybe that was the problem. Did you activate that and that's when it started? No. Huh. No, no, it was already on. This is her mic, right? Mm-hmm. There it goes. Ow. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I feel like that Verizon commercial. Well, Mercury's in retrograde, so all your electronics are going to be going haywire and communications are not going to be good. Hold so. your mic in your mouth. You got to be closer, yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. So this is our Hollywood Vixen. Deirdre Serego coming in. We're sorry we're having technical difficulties. We're just going to work right through it, so we will keep stop bringing it up. What's up, everybody? And Deirdre has got a big run this weekend, right? Yes, I do. For all of you who have not donated, um, there's still time for you to donate. I'm running for pancreatic cancer. A um, little bit of backstory. It's a very near and dear um, cancer to my heart. Um, I lost a parent, a second father. Uh, who was my dad's first soulmate, who they were together 42 years. He was the one the man that changed my diapers, fed me bottles, and helped, raised my, helped my dad raise me. Um, and he passed away in 2002 to pancreatic cancer. So every year I run and I raise money for PanCan um, or the Hirschberger Foundation. So this year I'm doing it in Philly, November 9th, Saturday morning. And if everybody could donate 5 bucks, that would be great. I mean, I've got quite a few hundred friends on Facebook and if everybody donated $5, I would meet my goal. Sadly, I've, I've got to be a little bit of a, of a biatch here and kind of shame everybody. Out of everybody, out of all my Facebook pages that I have and Twitter and Instagram, I've really only raised $213. Um, I'm really kind of like upset about that because there's a lot of people out there that I've donated to you and your causes and your sister's causes and your mother's cause and uh, I'm just kind of not getting it back. So I'm getting a little frustrated with that. But um, if, any, if anybody could donate, that would really be great. Um, and if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Deirdre Serego, you'll see it's posted all over my, my, my page where you can sign up for it. So, Absolutely. So everybody donate. How do they go to donate? Oh, yeah. that's okay. Go ahead. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Now I have it. Um, yeah. Just like that's even worse. Yeah. What was that right there? Find that little thing. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> Yay! We got it. Thank that's you, Ron. Just push until it, it works. That's not your mic. It's this one. We got one. rid of it. We there got go. rid of it. Hallelujah. Here Thank you. Now oh, we have a good God. show. <laughs> Thanks, Ken Pettigrew. Thank you, Ken Pettigrew, because he was like giving me instructions. So way to go. Just start pushing stuff. There you go. See, well, that's because Kenny, you know, now that Ken's married, he gets a lot of sex. His brain's starting to work again. It's coming alive. There you go. Definitely it's better. At least that's it. So it's much better. So way to go, everybody. Yay. (laughs) Hey, Ken, Ken, when are you working at the Hollywood store again? Doing comedy. Type in a date. We'll give you a plug. Absolutely. Ken Pettigrew is awesome, you guys. And Ken Pettigrew is so hosting- funny. He got such reviews in Hollywood. He's like the next, you know, the next stand-up comic to hit the world. And it's KenPettigrew.com, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's just not too bad from South California. All right. And now they're putting in Deirdre's Twitter. There we go. So everything's yeah. going good. Everybody should follow all of us, you guys. Follow all of us. Ron on Twitter is at Ron Russell Show. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star and at Jimmy Star Show. Deirdre is... Uh, I am 
Facebook.com forward slash Deirdre Sarego, Twitter.com forward slash Deirdre Sarego, Instagram.com forward slash Deirdre Sarego. You can always just Google me if you can't find anything. There's a bunch load on there as well. And I got uh, messages in the message box saying, what's my fan page? Jimmy made my fan page for me. I have no idea where it is, what it's called, or how to get to it. And Jimmy has forgotten also. I believe it's just t- type in Ron Russell's show and it'll come up. You think my fan page will? Yeah, you have more fan book page, more fans on your fan book page than you have friends on your friend page. I know oh, that. Oh, I do. I've never been on it. <laughs> anyway, thank you, fans, for being my fan. And yes, I promise you, I, once I learn how to get on the damn thing, I'll get on it and tell you what's going on. There you go. You got anything cool to tell us before we call our guest? Drew Carey. Uh, Drew Carey. Drew Barrymore is pregnant again. Oh, there we go. We like that. Yeah. Do you guys like Drew Barrymore? I, I do. Drew. I met Drew I'll Barrymore. She's great. She's very, very nice, and she's beautiful in real life. Uh, I was working at a restaurant out in L.A., and um, she, she walked up to make a reservation. And I just started talking to her, and I just said, you know what? How did you, how did you make it? I mean, we all know how she made it, I said, but you know, how, how did you not give up? And she just said, you know what? It was hard, and it was a journey, and it was my passion, so I just never gave up. And she said, don't you ever give up. And I said, all right, yeah, well. And also being the daughter of John Barrymore, Ethel Barrymore, and the other Barrymore didn't hurt either. You have to quit eating for real because, like, it's slobbering. Like, yeah, it's, it's like gross like- now and, you know, and you cut it out. Enough of the sugar. <laughs> That's Leave it funny. Plus, like, when you talk, it's like you have, you have pauses in between, like, yeah. words. Like, you say, hell, oh. It's annoying. <laughs> that's cool. very I annoying. swallow the delicious I know. Well, it's like, but then when oh, you're doing funny. it, I, I get it. I love Mike and Ike. I think Mike and Ike is great. We but eat them when we go to the movies all the time, but you just can't, like, eat while you're, like, trying to be a radio show because everybody hears you going. Yeah, it's like making like, all these noises you're, like you're, you're chewing a pig. Like, a, like you're a cow I, I, just thought it, I thought it brought a little bit of friendliness to everybody. No, it doesn't. In the chat room there, I hate it. Yeah. I don't want to be like the people on Good Morning. America, not that Lara Spence is bad because God, she's the best of all of them. But I didn't want to be like straight back saying, Good evening, everyone. Well, welcome to. We you want know, you to be. So there. Thank you, Ginger Irish, too. I appreciate it. Like, she's putting everybody's Twitter and everything in there. So, you guys, in a minute, we're going to have a really cool guest. We're going to call his name's Kip Adota. Um, I think he's a lot of fun. Before we call him, what? Is he the guy with all the fancy cars? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if it's real, though. Like, I, I was trying to figure it out oh. when I went on his page, so we're mm. going to ask him. I'm going to talk but to him. About I know he's been on, like, all, like, Merv Griffin, Mike Douglas, wow. all those different shows 1,700 times. He's wow. been on t- had t- 1,700 TV appearances as a comedian. Wow. Um, he was on The Tonight Show. I guess The Tonight Show is Johnny Carson, right? I don't What's know. T- I wasn't yeah. born yet. Uh, well, The Tonight Show, it says that he was a regular on The Tonight Show. He was on it a lot. So we're going to find out. And actually, uh, and, and he's actually, the reason we met him uh, was through Morley, Morley Schulman. Morley, is, he's a friend of Morley's. Morley introduced him to me. Oh, thank you, Morley, for introducing your friend to us. Yeah. And Morley's back in the chat room. What's Morley! up, Morley? Did you go and make a pit stop or, you know, what stop? Morley probably had to hit the John for a while. That's so funny. That's nice, You're terrible. That's just well, a terrible thing to did, say. Did you ever eat some of that Canadian food? <laughs> That's just terrible, though. That was just wrong, right? Can- that Can- was just wrong. Canadian, Come on. Canadians eat bear. They eat reindeer. They eat elf. They eat goofy. Elf. I bet Americans <laughs> probably eat that, too. Just we don't. No, the Canadians eat. If it if it's breeds, moves, and peas, they shoot it and eat it. <laughs> So before we bring on our next guest, we want to just give a shout-out to all our different sponsors, um, starting off with W4COI Radio, our home station, who is soon to have a station in Hollywood, California. They're going to start broadcasting there soon. When we know more about it, we'll let you know. Um, Bad Tomato Radio Network, it's WBAD.net in Washington, D.C. Planet Radio Network in L.A., Toronto, uh, L.A., Toronto, New York, and England. 
Um, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, WROM Radio in Detroit, Monster FM Radio in New York, and the 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska. Can you imagine all the people that have to listen to this insanity? And then they're crazy enough to write on my Facebook page how much they enjoy the radio show. And I thank everyone out there because I guess we're ninth best radio show in the world because we are the ninth best radio show in the world. And now with Deirdre at our side, it's going to be like the first best radio in the show. Mm-hmm. show That's right, because now, now we brought some beauty. And if she comes on topless, we're definitely going to be the first radio <laughs> no. show. I'll kill her. I Listen to this. Her. He's like pipping you out. No, I'm not. I, I missed it as a joke. Deirdre, what do you think of Corey Feldman's book? Um, it's terrible. That's yeah, what I, I mean, think. I don't really do that. I don't want to really be honest about it because... Corey Feldman's I, book I, is a disgrace. I worked with Corey Feldman on a movie and he, I'm not a fan of him. I mean, I, I'm sorry, you know. I, um, well, what was wrong with him? Talk, I talk I can't about go there, Look, if they stink on the set with me. <laughs> Listen, I've been very lucky. When I worked with um, all those people from Charlie's Angels and all those people from Sarah and, Good Mo- and Rock Hudson Show, they were lovely people I worked with. The only time I ever worked with a bitch, and that was Eartha Kitt. And I've talked about it before. She was the meanest woman that ever walked the face of the earth. Why don't people have to know it? So now what's with Corey Feldman? Spill the beans, my darling. Um, he just thinks that he's an A-list actor. And, but he's not. Yeah, well, there you go. Corey you know. Feldman wrote a new book, you guys. It's a disgrace. Uh, I know a bunch of the details. I don't want to talk about it because I don't oh, want to promote it in any way. But he talks about all kinds of stuff. Um, could be true. Might not be true. Don't really know. Uh, wow. But either way, he's milking it wow. in by like really trying to, to, to wreck careers of many, many people in it. Yeah. Let me tell you something about this pedophilia. It's really getting to me with everybody and their mothers a pedophilia. Pedo- pedophiliac. Um, um, Cheryl Crane, Lana Turner's daughter, is my friend in California, Palm Springs. And she came forward one day at coffee at my kitchen and said to me, Lex Barker Tarzan was raping her since she was 10 years old for a year. And it took her a year to tell her grandmother, who in turn told Lana Turner, who in turn went to shoot Lex Barker if he ever went near her daughter again. Now, Corey Feldman is coming forward saying that the other guy, what was his name? No, I don't know. Corey Haim. Corey Haim. Corey Hain was raped by some very famous celebrities. I don't want to bring that I mean, up. After, yeah, all, after all of these years, why are you coming out with this now? Why would you bring up Wait something about a dead if, person? Because he needs exactly. money. Wait a minute. If I were 10 years old and somebody raped me, of course, if it was George Clooney, I would tell nobody. Don't. But if well, it was George no. Clooney can't rape the willing. But wait, exactly. <laughs> but if it wasn't George Clooney, I would certainly tell my father, and my father would have got a gun out of the bedroom drawer and shot him. There's no question about it. That might have been the only reason I wouldn't have told my father, because I wouldn't want my father to go to the electric chair. But kids do tell when they are molested. Now, no one's told anybody about anything with the supposed coffee thing with chip coffee. And now this guy's coming forward saying that everybody's getting molested, all these kids in Hollywood. I think it's a crock. Actually, Corey Feldman said he reported it and nothing happened back in the day. I really do believe that Corey was was molested because when Corey was alive, he used to talk about it. He just never said who did it. Right. So I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind that... We don't that, want to get mixed up with the two Coreys. Though. Right. Both of them, because like, he's saying that Corey Haim was, was molested as and a child. Feldman. He's also saying he was, and too. And also Feldman. Um, oh, for Christ's sake, everybody in Hollywood was molested. Either way, movie. like it's stuff that should have been left alone, and, yes. and you shouldn't try to yes. uh, I'm making well, tarnish the name. Well, you know what's so funny is, is I was watching Corey's interview on E! with Juliana, and... Um, and he was talking about how he didn't want to see Corey Haim get left 
in the cold and that he didn't want his, you know, that to be the end of his chapter and just his whole entire career and life be taken out of the history books because the Oscars snubbed him that year, yeah, which I thought was disgusting. disgusting. I mean, that's just appalling how you could do that to Corey. Corey was an actor. He was a good actor. He was a teen heartthrob. He made a lot of money for Hollywood. He made a lot of mistakes as well. But, you know, those are personal things and they bleed into career. But you can't, that does not take away from the fact that he was a good actor. Absolutely. And he did a lot of work. And he was a Everybody in the chat rooms agrees with you, too. Yeah. And he was so cute. I loved Corey Haim when I was little. I only wanted to date him so bad. I thought he was just so precious and so cute and so good looking. But that's Hollywood. And but, you know the things that Hollywood does. Right. But anyway, like I was saying was um, – I just lost my train of thought. Um we got to call our next guest, too. Oh, all right. Hollywood well, is a place that when you work in Hollywood, remember one thing. You're nobody's friend. Everybody uses you to make money with you. You're like a shirt, like a Jimmy Starr shirt. It's pretty. Let's sell it. If it doesn't sell, throw it in the garbage. That's what happens in Hollywood. People are shirts, just items. And that's what happened to that poor Corey guy. But to expose this crap now, years later, and to bring down the career of some of the most famous Hollywood actors is pathetic and sad. You know, there is a higher uh, person who will judge this person one day. I worked with Corey Feldman, too, because like, actually we worked on the same, same movie, movie just together, at different times. Yeah. But, uh, and my scene got cut, which really stunk, but the movie wasn't well, very good, so no, it was okay. Horrible, <laughs> so that's actually you, good. you stunk and they cut your scene? No, I, I, was, I was good. I don't know who these Corey guys are because they came along before I was born. So I don't know who they are. Well, Corey Haim was awesome. He was a good friend of mine. I uh, thought he was fabulous, and I think we shouldn't degrade his memory by like like writing books about things like this. And no. I think that they should. No, you know, Corey Feldman needs to just go blow someplace. I mean, Corey's not here to defend himself or to tell what really happened, or what it's all about. And now to put him in such a situation where he was rear-ended by a movie star as a child is very embarrassing. And if Corey were alive, he may ask the other Corey, please don't write such crap. His family did. So So to go ahead and write that about someone that's dead. And that's not the last words you want to be remembered no, by. No, definitely you know, not. Either. It's, talking about, it's so ironic that Corey Feldman talks about you know, history books being, being left out of the history books, yet the book that you're making history with... Some of the last words about him are not exactly nice. Absolutely. Cool. So, so don't buy the book, you guys. Don't buy the book. We got to move forward because we got to call, call our guests. Anyway. Money, money, money <laughs> makes the world go round and makes the greedy get. All right, Chad, we're ready. Go ahead and let's call our next guest. Roger that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lady, you got to tell us what Corey was Deirdre. We're working with him. I want to know. He's not memorable. Hello. Hey, is this Kip? Kip Adada here, Jimmy Star. Yeah, this is the Jimmy Star Show. Kip Adada, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. You're live it right just, now, just so you know. <laughs> well, just so you know, uh, uh, I want, uh, who do you think I think I am? <laughs> who do uh, who do you think? Figure it out. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm always curious to what who people think I am. I mean, not them. Who do I think I am? Oh, I don't know who you think you are, but but while you're thinking about who you think you are, let me introduce you to my panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starting off with the cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, how you doing? Well, listen. listen, hey, listen, if they're going to have long titles, I won't remember anything. Well, that's okay. Just remember know. Ron. Just, just call me. Ronnie boy. Right? No. Just uh, Ron, good yes. afternoon. Good afternoon. Do you have a 1964 red Thunderbird convertible for sale? No. 
That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I hear you've got like millions of fabulous vintage cars. I do, but I do not have a 67 Thunderbird convertible. No, 64. 64 T-Bird convertible red. Hang well, on. You guys you know, are getting I... off topic here. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I'm enjoying myself. Quite. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me finish the topic. I have had one. Oh, well, had what, one is it, what do they sell for? Well, they're expensive. If they're, if they're in good condition, they cost you an arm and a leg. They're the ones with the swing-out-of-the-way steering wheel. That's right, and the the top go the solid top goes in the trunk. I used to have one when I was well. I wasn't born yet, but <laughs> before I was born, I had a memory. And they were of also one. the first ones with sequential turn signals. That's right. I loved, and it was a swan. It drove like a swan. All right, we can go back to this conversation because we haven't finished introducing everybody yet. Because next up, we have our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Sarego. Hi. Hi, Kip. How are you? Uh, what's your name? I know Sarego. What was the first name? Deirdre. Deirdre. Hi, Deirdre. Hi, Kip. And then we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Kip, welcome to the show. Oh. Mm. It's a and then, we, mm. Kip, we have a chat room <laughs> full of people. you got to say to hey to everybody, and Morley's one of the people in there, so give a shout-out to Morley. I'm the Morley. Morley? Yeah. Morley Schulman? Yeah. Morley Schulman. He turns oh, up everywhere. I love Morley. Morley's like toast. He pops up everywhere. That's funny. <laughs> now, I want to get back to Chip. Okay, go ahead. Now, listen. Kip, Kip, not Chip. Kip, Kip, Chip was last there. week. Well, what do I know? He, look, you're Chip probably my <laughs> age. The two of us don't remember who He's we are, let alone other people, right? Now, listen. Well, how many I'll, I'll, I'll remember who you are now. Okay. How many times have you been on the Johnny Carson <laughs> show? Uh, 35. Which, Unbelievable. Well, by the way, by the way... Uh, contrary to popular belief, the the Tonight Show, of all the shows that you could that one could do, is the least important. How come? Tell us why is it the least important? Because it doesn't put butts in chairs. Okay. No, and my friend Mr. Blackwell hated Johnny Carson because Johnny Carson gave Blackwell a script. As you know, it's all scripted, and Johnny Carson thought Blackwell was being too funny. And he went off script, leaving Blackwell at a, at a loss. And Blackwell was ready to walk off, but he didn't. He ad-libbed the whole thing. After the show was over, Johnny Carson got him backstage and cursed Blackwell out and said, if you ever do that again, you're never coming on my show. And Blackwell said, whatever makes you think, my friend, I would ever come on your show. You are the most, exactly. unprofe most unprofessional person. Blackwell hated Johnny Carson. Quite a, Betty Davis didn't like him either. Betty told me he was a creep. What do you think about well, John Carson? I think he was a master at his job, and he was. But uh, when he was off duty, he was a he was a colossal prick. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, Mr. Blackwell, I love it. Richard Blackwell was my dearest and best friend in the world, and I knew he wouldn't lie to me. And Dick said that he was just no good. He was an ornery, conceited, nasty, and it was all about him. If anybody outshined him, they were off the show. He wouldn't. Uh, I did the show 35 times, and uh, it was a fight every time because mm -hmm. Johnny wanted black comedians. He wanted Jewish comedians. Uh, but, but he did not want anyone that was a, a Midwestern boy because that would be in competition with him. That's he right. Knew that, he knew that a Jew would never host the show, 
and he also knew that a black would never host a show, so he was more comfortable with them. He was, right. And when, when he went on strike, Fred Silverman went out and in one night replaced him with David Letterman. Yeah. And that was, that was a, an example. He purposely chose David Letterman because he came from the Midwest and he wanted to teach Johnny a lesson. Well, Johnny never learned the lesson because he died an egotistical idiot with, with, with not too many friends with not too many friends in California. Anyway, he's dead. Well, we really look, shouldn't marry him. Why, why would a man... Here's a man that should have never married. He's not a marrying man. He's not, that's not the, the lifestyle he led. I'm no. not saying he was a womanizer because I don't think he was. But I am saying that he was not the kind of man that should marry. Well, he was married to himself because he was so conceited. There's no room for anybody else. But anyway, enough of Johnny. He's dead. He can't defend himself. But I'm telling what Blackwell said to me, and Richard Blackwell never lied. There you go. One, so time, one time a friend of mine and I went to the Friars Club, and um, I, before we left his, the, my friend's home, I said, uh, do you, are you sure you want to wear those shoes with that outfit? And he said, yes, I do. I said, okay. And now we're at the Friars Club, and here comes Mr. Blackwell over. And he said, terrible choice in shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Richard. That would be Richard. He was a character. He was the funniest guy. We used to have dinner every Thursday night. That was our night for dinner. And we'd try various restaurants. So Blackwell always likes to keep his cool as the gentleman. And in real life, he was from Brooklyn. He was a Jew and Italian. And he had a loud, dirty mouth like mine. He was a street person. He was a hustler when he was young. He lived in the, in the streets warmed by garbage pails. That's how poor he was. But he polished himself up and became a great class act. So we're in a restaurant, a very posh restaurant. And he's trying to get the waiter's attention because his coffee was cold. And the waiter was ignoring him, talking to somebody else in the kitchen. And, and Blackwell was getting frustrated. So finally he stood up and he held out, Hey, schmuck! I need my coffee warmed up. Well, the whole restaurant turned around to see who it was. And it was Mr. Blackwell. And people were just fainting that Mr. Blackwell would say such a thing. Well, they one of the most recognizable faces in the world, uh, when he was when he was alive, uh, that, that, that uh, celebrity, I think, has faded a bit now. But when he was alive, he was, he was the expert uh, in uh, fashion for men and maybe even for women. The first oh, name yeah, for was women. Mr. Blackwell. Mm -hmm. he, and he there's taste. a lot of stories like that. You know, I'm an orphan. Uh, I, I, I come from nothing, I, and I, I, I'm going to leave with nothing. Uh, I, I worked hard all my life. I raised my three children and my two wives, and uh, uh, now my, my credits are this. Here's my credits. Although I've done more than 1,700 appearances on network and syndicated television, my real credits are my children and my grandchildren. That's good. Those are the credits that count. 
I like that. So also, Kip, because like, if anybody wants to check it out, you can go to kipadada.com. It's K-I-P-A-D-D-O-T-T-A.com. I went on your website, and that's how I saw the, like, the thing about your home and all your cars, which I thought was impressive. Uh, actually, extremely impressive. At first, I wasn't even sure if it was real, and because it scrolls down for so many pages showing you, your lovely house. And uh, it is fabulous, so congratulations. And then I saw that you were in Transporter 3 with Jason Statham. Is that really uh, you? Uh, that uh, uh, you mean as his, uh, his driver? Driver? Yeah. Yes, his mechanic. Oh, I thought it meant like you were his mechanic in the film, though. You're not his mechanic in the film. Yes, in the film. Yeah, like that's a big deal. Like, what did you think about that? He's a pretty big star. He's a very big star, and I'm a big fan of of him. Uh, I, I love the guy. And uh, it was an honor and a privilege to, to, to work with him. Look, uh, there's no jobs that are any different than any other job. Uh, every job is the same, whether you're a dentist or a plumber or a stand-up comedian. You've got to show up on time, and uh, hopefully your butt crack's not showing. And, and, and you've got to be pleasant to people, and, and uh, you've got to stay off the sauce and... And uh, all the rules apply in every situation. And anybody that defines a man by what they do is usually off the mark. Okay. I did stand-up for about 30 years, so I know what stand-up is. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? I haven't. You haven't. And stand-up brought me to what I do today because it keeps my sense of humor sharp. Now, my daughter Deirdre would have... A Blackwell story. I'll tell you who the funniest man alive is. Okay, who? Dick Capri. Who? Who? Kid Capri. Dick Capri. Oh, Dick. Dick Capri. Dick? I don't know who that Dick, is. Dick I have Capri. no idea who I've Dick Capri is. I've never seen his work. Is. Well, I, my, the reason I brought it up is being funny and being famous are two different things. Right. Ah, there you go. Okay. Well, who who is funny and famous that you think is fun? Like, I think Louis Black is very funny. I, I wouldn't watch Louis Black at gunpoint. <laughs> oh, how about George Carlin? He was great. Oh, I like George Carlin. I love George Carlin. I was disappointed in George Carlin. I knew really? George very well. George died owning half of Santa Monica, California. The entire hippie thing, uh, give, give it to the man. He was the man. Why did he was you the like land. That? He was, because he came up with the seven words thing, and oh, yeah, ever yeah. since then, ever since then, people have been cussing and cussing and cussing and cussing, and the, the people have lost their vocabulary because of of uh, George Carlin. And I will make another example. No one did more damage. No one has done more damage to comedy than Don Rickles, because everybody thinks every comic is Don Rickles. Oh, he's going to pick on me. I don't pick on people. And I, I, I have a show to do. Why would I pick on paying customers? True. Because that's Brooklyn humor. What do you think of Joan Rivers? I, I love Joan Rivers. Uh, I, I do, was, too. I thought she was very funny and, and a, a real pro on stage, a real pro performer. All the time. And Always. God bless Joan. God bless Joan Rivers. May she mm-hmm. live to be three hundred. 
She is already. I worked with her. I did a show at I did a show at Manhattan Center with her years and years ago, and I expected her to be this funny, funny lady. You know, off camera, she's very quiet and very serious. Um, but I love well, her. She's really she's really why great. Why wouldn't she be? We are not comedians, sir. We right. are tragedians. Right. I agree. Comedians talk about tragedy. That's, That's right. what we talk about. So, are you, because right now, are you on the road right now with your show? I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, working at uh, the Chattanooga uh, Billiard Club and Conference Center. I'm working in the Tropicana Room of the Billiard Club and, and Conference Center. It's a 300-seat room. I open tomorrow night. And I'll be here for a month. Oh, wow. Uh, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working it. I retired for 10 years. And then about, a, I don't know, a month and a half, two months ago, uh, a man in, from Chattanooga called me and he said, Kip, I want you to come to Chattanooga and, and I'm going to give you a room. And I'm gonna and uh, and uh, you 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 take the door. I'll take the whiskey. I said sounds good to me. Done deal. All right, that works. So like you know, so you're... I'm I'm I'm. Let's face it. I'm 69 years old. Who who is left that knows as much as I do about this? Me. I mean, Milty, Uncle Milty's gone. Yes, Uncle uh, Milty's gone. That's funny. George Carlin's gone. Richard Pryor's gone. Steve Martin's not performing. No. Tell me who to who. What about Jack Benny? And what about Bob Hope? They were the greatest of comedians. Jack Benny I, didn't I, do anything, and he made you laugh. I, Red Skelton. I, I love I Jack Benny more than the, my father. I... I at Red Skelton and his wife would stop by my dressing room every single time I was in a gambling city and they were there. There would be a knock at the door and I would open it and there was Red Skelton and his wife and he would come in and chat with me. Uh, I've been blessed by having wonderful advisors and mentors like Buddy Hackett and Jack Benny and, and, uh, George Burns, Gracie Allen, <laughs> Dick Sean. Uh, George Carlin was not a mentor of mine. He was a neighbor of mine. Okay. But those are the great comedians. Lucille Ball, Joan Davis. These are the great comedians of yesteryear. Martha Ray, who was my buddy for a long time. I loved Martha. Actually, Kip, Maggie. just so you know, because Ron, Ron had a show in L.A. on Time Warner called Set the Record Straight, where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood like um, Jane Russell and Tab Hunter and... Tony Curtis, and the list goes on. And that's why I know... Oh, I, I, knew, I knew Mr. Curtis, lovely man. Love him. And I'll tell you, and he was a man's man. Well, uh, a, real, a real gentleman. Tony and, and I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Tony and I got along great, and I agree with you. He's my favorite. Fa well, he and Tab Hunter are my two favorite male stars, and Rock Hudson, the three of them. That well, I knew. I'll tell you what. I've seen uh, Mr. Curtis in action, and he was not above saying to someone, "Well, would you like to step outside and discuss this?" 
Oh, wow. Yeah, Tony, Tony was funny. He was warm. He was good-natured. I, I really liked Tony Curtis a lot. And my daughter, Leslie, was with him with me for three days when we were doing a show together. And she fell in love with him also. Tony Curtis had a great personality. And a great, but getting back to the old great uh, comedians of years ago, let's go back to the Three Stooges. Well, let's do uh, Fat and Skinny, Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy, I love. I'm I'm a Fat Fat and Skinny guy. I'm I'm a Fat and Skinny guy. I'm a W.C. Fields guy. I never got the three. I never got the Three Stooges. To this day, I do not. I don't get. I never got the Marx Brothers. Uh, I I never got. You see, to me. I wanted Dean Martin to be able to finish a damn song. And I would always get angry. And I'm talking about when I was a young child. Why is this little puke interrupting Mr. Martin? <laughs> puke, I love it. So, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh, I couldn't stand and Jerry I, Lewis. And it was I annoying. Have, and I have sent, yes, dear Dreck. But you know what? I have been in Mr. Lewis's presence, uh, presence on many occasions. And the man has been so kind to me that I've absolutely reversed everything I thought about him. He was such a gentleman and such a uh, easy, so easy to be around. And he would compliment me by doing bits for my, only my entertainment. He would, I'd be sitting in his dressing room and he would perform for me. And I was in a gape and a gauze. I, I'm so impressed and complimented that this master, and he really is a master mm-hmm. at what he does, mm-hmm. uh, uh, would perform for little old me. Well, Jerry yeah. Lewis was on most of the time, and I think he enjoyed always performing. I have a Jerry Lewis story. When I was a little kid... Uh, I, when I was a, when I was a little kid, I used to raise... First, I have two stories, real quick ones. I would raise money for the Jerry Lewis telethon, and like we raised my, me and one of my neighbor kids raised a whole bunch of money, and we got invited to go on TV with him to give the money, you know. And I kicked my friend out of the way so I could be on TV. <laughs> that's, that's true. Jerry Lewis was very nice. That's and then, typical and Jimmy. then I, when I, my, uh, when the Atlanta Braves played baseball, I was in West Palm Beach, Florida, and that's where they were stationed. And I got to throw out the first ball of the game, and Sammy Davis was there, and I didn't know who he was, but I got to meet him and get his autograph and get a picture with him. But I didn't actually know who he was until like yeah, I, I got I, older. I, I, until I you realize he's one of the Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah I ran into Sammy in uh, at the Caesar's Palace, the original one. Years ago in Vegas, Candyman. and uh, Sammy was with a friend of mine, this uh, lovely lady that I won't mention, who was married to a very big movie star at the time, and Sammy was having an affair with her, and he came over to me and he said, I know you know the maid of the one I'm with, and I'd appreciate it if you'd stay a gentleman, and I said, Sammy, I have no idea what you're talking about, you're not with anybody, and he smacked me on yeah. the ass. Wait, he smacked me uh, on the ass, and he said, you're really cool, man. <laughs> yeah, he was a very nice man. He was a dog. And another guy, a dog. another guy that didn't big-time anyone. No, he, he never he, he never treated like, oh, look at me, I'm important. No. Mr. Davis, Mr. Davis taught me a couple of moves that nobody but me knows, because they're, all the people that knew it are dead. And true uh, stage tricks, uh, and he would sit with me and say, and say, do this, and do that, and of course I I did never ask I never asked why, I just simply went ahead and did this and did that. Uh, I once 
I once uh, I once went into Reno to open for a very famous country western star who shall remain nameless because he he got so drunk on the to wait to Reno that he went into a ditch and he had to cancel his show. He had to cancel his show. So to replace this guy, uh, Sammy Davis was up in Lake Tahoe headlining Harrah's. And uh, so Harrah's, and he he closed that night. So Harrah's brought him down uh, from uh, Lake Tahoe to Reno to fill in for uh, this country western star. And... I was supposed to work with this country western star, so I had the night off. So I just simply said, well, I'll, I'll go see Sammy Davis Jr. So I went there, and and here and the place is packed. And the people in the place are passing over their heads. They're passing cases of beer. <laughs> now, this is a wild bunch. And here comes the announce. Ladies and gentlemen, we regret to inform you that so-and-so will not be appearing tonight. However, please welcome Sammy Davis, Jr. Wow. And I witnessed the most horrible, the most horrific thing that I have ever seen in life. Because I witnessed a man on stage working his heart out to absolutely no reaction. you got to be kidding. Sammy huh? Davis. Well, I think maybe that's with the days when Las Vegas was very white and white in thinking. Um, I know Frank Sinatra had a lot of trouble with Sammy booking him on, in Miami Beach because there was a time where no black was allowed on Miami Beach. Not allowed is yeah. the word. And Sammy D. Davis had to go into the kitchen to perform. And when the people saw he was black, the people absolutely they got all up. Did. They walked out. The people walked out when they saw that Sammy Davis was with Frank and he was black. People would not look at it. They just refused to have a black person it's in ridiculous. their vision. Well, that's what it was like back in the 60s. It's Mr. Ridiculous. Sinatra, who I also have had the privilege of spending time with, um, uh, I met... Mr. Sinatra at a roast he, and I was on the dais with him and we were roasting Ahmad Rashad oh, and, wow. Howard, and Howard Cosell was the MC and at the time Howard Cosell was feuding with Johnny Carson and he introduced me this way ladies and gentlemen the next performer is a regular on The Tonight Show. Of course, that doesn't mean he's funny, because you don't have to be funny to be on The Tonight Show, which uh, is obvious to anyone who's watched Johnny Carson. (laughs) But the proof is in the pudding, so please welcome Kip Adada. And you took over. And I I did my little thing, and the audience were very receptive to me. And... And uh, and then I finished, 
And and after all, what am I going to say about Ahmad Rashad? <laughs> you know, so, so I did kind name. of. Well, I mean, I did what I could, and it worked. Okay, so, listen. We have to say to you that I love your stories, but our, wait, wait, I want to bring one thing up real quick before our time is running out. Uh, we're running out of time, and I want to get a plug in there so everybody can go see, go to Kip's website, kipadada.com. I just wanted to talk real quick because you have like all these like cool novelty songs, like "Wet Dream" and "Life in the Slaw Lane" and and "Mommy Saw Daddy Kissing Santa Claus." I saw Daddy kissing. <laughs> I saw Santa kissing Claus. Daddy. Yeah, and, and uh, so uh, I wanted to give I, a plug course, for it. Big, big, Big cockroach, and they're all at kipadada.com and available. And please visit my site and and comment and say hello. Uh, I'm a people person. I love everybody's got a story. There's one thing I've learned in life: no one is without a story. That's true. Kip. So I love to hear people's stories. Kip, when when Jimmy and I are out in L.A. in the spring. We're going to lunch with you because I've got to hear more stories. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so we'll call good. you. Let's, we'll have let's lunch. do it. Absolutely. Do it. I'm nothing if not approachable. Okay. Neither are we. And we're big stars, too. So it's be all big stars going to lunch together. It'll be fun. It'll Absolutely. be fun. Absolutely. So, anyway, good luck with your show this weekend or for yes. the next month. Oh, Enjoy oh, it. Oh, have a the, good time. By the way, yes. by the way. So nice to spend time with Deirdre. I didn't get enough. I get to spend much time with her, but I, I got I got you. I got your name written down here, Deirdre. All right. So hi to you. Hi. And you, you can get her on Facebook. Everybody, Kip's on Facebook. You can find him, Kip Adota, on Facebook. A D D O T T A. He's on Facebook. Friend him, Kip. We want good luck with your show. Thanks for much for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. And Kip, thank you, Jimmy Star. Kip, when, when people close to my age come on the show, I handle it. Deirdre handles all the young stuff, all those kids of today, who I don't know who they are, what their names are. So it's a nice balance. But, so we have a balance for everything. But Kip, you and I know the old stars, the great stars of yesteryear, Hollywood's golden years. And it was so much fun talking to you about all my old friends as well as your friends. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kip. Bye-bye, Kip. Bye, Kip. Thank you. Bye. He's gone already. Nice, <laughs> nice, I love it. He was gone already, right, Chad? He was. He's been gone for like a minute. <laughs> He's, you guys sounded great. Our listeners heard. He was a nice He's man. a nice guy. Thanks to Morley cool. for hooking us up. And, and I'll tell you something. If, I, if I was still doing Set the Record Straight, I would have had him on TV and interviewed him because he certainly is outspoken and tells it like it is about old Hollywood. That's right. And so we've got like two minutes left. Deidre, what should we be watching on TV or give us something? Oh, God. I'm Besides the fact so, that you look tired. You don't look I, tired. You look gorgeous. I, I, no, thank you. Yesterday I had a very rough day. Um, not everybody knows I have gallbladder disease. So yesterday um, I was pretty much – I had the worst attack. It was like almost 24 <laughs> hours. So <laughs> well, I don't care. It's like people... a nursing home conversation. <laughs> that's well, okay. It's true. But she's getting back We're into it. So that's why I'm tired today. Because I know because I'm, I'm I've been under the weather for the past day. But last night I felt better when I was watching the originals because I think everybody should be watching the originals. Um, also, American History, Coven, Vampire Diaries. I'm in love with Witches of East End. That's a great one to um, to watch as well. I have not seen Tomorrow People, but I'm hearing a lot of buzz about Tomorrow People that it's supposed to be really good as well. So if anybody's watched Tomorrow People in the chat room um, next week, let us know how it is and what's going on and if I should check and it out. And I watched Monday, a Friday night at 10 o'clock, the premiere 
of Ancient Aliens, oh, and it yeah. was fabulous. Watch it every week, 10 o'clock, folks, on, what is it, W2? Uh, H2. H2. History H2. 2. History 2. Yeah. And we want to give another shout show. out, you guys, uh, uh, musically and everybody. You guys, we really want everybody to go out and buy the Hunger Strike remake by Nikki's Heart. Uh, again, 100% of the proceeds from the song go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, and so it's a great, great cause. And, and uh, also, uh, uh, pledge some money to Deirdre so she can yes. raise some money for pancreatic, uh, pancreatic cancer. cancer. And uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you, David Harvey. Thank you, Laura Kearns. Chad, what are you eating? You didn't tell us what you're eating. you got two seconds. That's all right. i got my mouth full of uh, some late July corn chips right now. Organic, of course. Later. There you go. And, Chad, thank you so much. Everybody, have a great week. Leslie Neves, Irish Ginger, David Harvey, chat room. Everybody in the chat room, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you, Chad. Bye, everybody. See you next week.